Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome to another edition of Carnivore Bites. I'm your host, Jeff Sherman, along with Dr. Eric Lopkin. And uh, hot and in the news is the debt ceiling and other economic um, newsworthy events. Uh, Let's talk about the debt ceiling first. And first, when I was preparing for this uh, podcast, uh, Biden was not willing to meet with McCarthy. And uh, that has changed. So, some thoughts on that when you have a what $31.5 trillion debt. Again, I've talked about this several times when I was in high school and it was an outrageous thing. The national debt was a half a trillion dollars, which now is a rounding era, sad state of events, correct? It really is. And you know, what makes this all so ironic is that as a Senator, Biden voted against raising the debt ceiling for just this reason. And while Jean-Pierre keeps saying they are not going to negotiate, they're not going to negotiate, Biden and McCarthy actually have a meeting today to talk about the debt ceiling. So it looks like the White House is caving because they realize it's necessary to cut spending. Government spending is why we've had runaway inflation, why the economy has been so screwy lately, why the Fed has been raising interest rates. And, you know, on that, they raised it another quarter point today. Now, that's a slowdown because they were able to slow inflation, but it's still ridiculously high. And all of this is interconnected. You can't keep spending and expect inflation to go down. So all of this needs to get dealt with. And it looks like the Freedom Caucus in particular, but the new Republicans who have come in, are dead set on cutting this spending before they will vote to raise the credit limit. And you know something that's really interesting, Dr. Lopkin? It used to be a bomb that always blew up in the Republicans' faces. I think public sentiment has changed on that. I think it's a win for the Republicans to hold Biden's foot to the fire and have him commit to, and also admit that he's part of the problem. $31 trillion is like having $5 million on your credit card as a regular person. It's unsustainable. The interest alone, as interest rates rise, is going to be an increasingly bigger part of our overall budget, and there's no way we're going to pay it off. So this does not end well, especially when you have adversaries like China holding a lot of our debt. Not a good picture. And and the thing is, our budget right now, I don't remember if it's the number one or number two item, but – One of the top two items in our national budget is interest payments on this debt. Oh, yeah, it's going to get larger and larger, and it's going to crowd out even entitlements like Social If we actually have any intention of paying this off, it's going to crowd out spending on military as adversaries are growing around the world. Uh, As the population gets older, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, it's a disaster that I I believe, I truly believe both sides are to blame because there's no repercussions for years. For 30 years, 
Okay, you look at the debates in 1990 during that election cycle with Ross Perot, 1992. It was a huge issue for Americans. And then all of a sudden, nothing really happened. Nothing really happened. There was no negative content. And now it went from two or three trillion to thirty one trillion dollars. And it's more than that, really. But yeah, and I mean, what you said is absolutely correct. This falls at the feet of both parties. You know, to use one of our favorite quotes on this podcast from Casey Stengel, how did we get here? It was a team effort. Which certainly was, but I think the Freedom Caucus is not only doing the responsible thing fiscally, but politically also the intelligent thing, because I think Americans, both Democrats and Republicans, are starting to wake up and saying this thing's way out of control. And I also think it will put Biden in an uncomfortable situation. And by the way, speaking of Biden in an uncomfortable situation, I love your comment on this. I think anytime he has to engage in anything of substance, it's going to put him in an un- – because I think he's increasingly becoming more disconnected. Yeah, I mean he has no substance left. Everything Nothing. It's a shell. It's a joke. Everything he's done has backfired and been done very badly. Uh, again, you know, as a senator, he knew this was going to happen and voted against the debt ceiling. I don't think he even remembers. Uh, probably not. And, you know, he was yelling over and over again, well, he's cut the deficit. He's mm. cut the deficit. It's like, yes, he cut the deficit. From twenty from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two, he spent less in twenty twenty two than he did in twenty twenty one, cutting the deficit. But the debt skyrocketed. And for those people who are not familiar with these terms that don't know what the difference is, because there's a lot of folks out there that don't, the debt is the total amount of money that the country own owes. The deficit is the amount of money we're spending over what we're bringing in. So the fact that he cut the deficit, but the debt keeps rising, is not an accomplishment. No, it's not. And also, he did it under a situation with the COVID expenditures. So it it wasn't exactly a Herculean feat, as he uh, alludes to. But I think it's going to be very interesting to have. I think he needs to... I think they, the, Democrat, the Republicans need to play out this hand, and that goes into something else, and we'll get back to you know th- that issue, is that he has not done a press conference since last year, exactly February of last year. I wonder if he's capable of that, and why I bring it up now is because I, I think any time the public sees him in a substance debate something that has actual besides you know going to a pony expo or something it it reveals him as as being as incapable as he is for instance real quick I, he was at some event i forgot it was and um dr jill was holding his hands basically shielding him from any uh any uh, questions about the uh the document uh, disaster unfolding and he literally wasn't joking you know i can see as a joke saying are we going to dance he literally said to her like this puppy dog expression are we going to dance i mean it's it's scary yeah i mean the more he talks the more people realize he doesn't know what's going on he's contradicted himself in the same speech he can't remember people's names he can't remember dates his staff has been a go-between between the public and the, the press and him. Jill Biden has done the same thing. There's always this barrier. And it's because he's incapable. And the problem is, right now, because of the results of the midterms, the Democrats are starting to fall in line behind him for a second run. If he's this bad now, could you imagine if he won a second term, how incompetent he would be, say, a year or two into that second term? I would agree with that. Also, I think the Democrats, 
who are, let's say, lining up behind him are making a huge mistake beyond his capabilities or lack thereof. I, I think there's uh, economic headwinds there. There's a lot of things in the near future that are not going to bode well for the lift or put an end to the lift he got after the midterms. Do you agree or not? Absolutely. And, you know, he's not doing well. Right now, 77% of Americans think the country is going in the wrong direction. Uh, Polls have shown both Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley beating him in an election. Um, So I, I think his days in the White House are numbered, fortunately. Yeah, I agree. And also you dovetail that to uh, the upcoming uh, hearings in the House. Hunter, very embarrassing um, uh, information is going to come out in spite of the uh, mainstream media's reluctance. But let me just ask you a question about that. As I say, mainstream media's reluctance, I think that's also starting to ebb. What do you think? Because not that they're doing their good job, by the way. It's because they they they're looking at the best interests of the Democratic Liberal Party and know that he has to go. You are seeing, I mean, three three four years ago, if Joe Biden had been found with classified documents, you wouldn't have seen a mention of it on CNN or MSNBC. CNN has actually been giving a lot of coverage to Biden's classified documents. So you are seeing that liberal media go, wait a minute, you know, we're we're still reeling from pushing the fake steel dossier. We've got our own reputations and our bottom line to look at. Maybe we ought to actually cover things. Uh, Yeah, on that subject, uh, I mean, from a, even a marketing perspective, you know, we've talked about seeing, I don't want to, you know, we want to beat a dead horse, but it's constantly in the news, both, you know, not just, you know, uh, you know, right wing media, it's CNN's ratings are like scaringly low, like really low, like 400,000. I mean, and my question to you is, you know, are they now getting back more of an, it's to say a um, an even uh, purveyor of the news, or is it the fact that they know they have to rebrand themselves? And I'll ask you the question: Are they beyond the point of no return in terms of people having faith? They, they there's a list of like ten bullshit things, you know, starting with the Steele dossier to you name it that they've been involved in. I mean, do they and their whole brand identity? Like Nike is just do it, meaning young people getting in shape, you know, la-di-da-da-da. Have they lost their brand identity? Is it going to take years to rebuild that? Well, I think CNN is off to a good start in rebranding. They let go a lot of people. Uh, I think, honestly, they need to let go some more. But uh, just today it was announced that there is going to be a new executive producer for CNN this morning, Chris Russell, who is a veteran from both News Nation and CBS News, will be taking over that program. Uh, and the fact that they're bringing in an executive producer uh, basically means that Don Lemon's power is being minimized. So I think they are taking the right steps. Is it going to take a while? Probably. CNN is is being completely overhauled, uh, as is the rest of Warner Brothers. So I think they can they can do it if they put veteran news people on, if they start covering impartially. Forget the partisan bullshit. You know, MSNBC's got the liberal audience wrapped up. Fox News has the conservative audience wrapped up. If you want to be in an echo chamber, that's that's where you're going. CNN has an opportunity to get back to their roots as real news, and I hope they follow through with it. Didn't Zucker, isn't he the one that screwed up? Because we said this on terrestrial radio, and I believe you're the one who brought up this point. They had a golden marketing opportunity 
usually stuck in the middle is a prescription for disaster. In this case, it wasn't. I mean, look at the incompetence of Zucker. I mean, why MSNBC and Fox, you know, banter about, they could have been the neutral arbitrators of the news. Not just boring shit, but have, you know, like crossfire like they used to. But they went to the lowest, the easy money, and it blew up in their face, didn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, again, Zucker failed upwards. He ruined the NBC network. He ruined CNN. You know, hopefully his days in the industry are gone now that he's been fired from CNN. Uh, And under scandalous conditions, no less. So it makes it less likely he'll be back. But CNN had failure after failure. And it wasn't just Zucker. Because... It was Chris Cuomo advising his brother. It was, you know, it was Don Lemon's absolute ignorance. Well, Don it, Lemon is 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 something you'd have to just shake your head on. How it ever happened? I mean, he should be doing local news in South Dakota, and maybe being the entertainment reporter in South Dakota. Yeah, That's I about. Mean, the level of his expertise. There are so many clips where Don Lemon is interviewing a guest and the guest knows what they're talking about. And Lemon is trying to get them to agree with his point of view. And they keep pointing out that he's wrong and he won't hear it. Yeah. There was a famous one. They were talking about, uh, I believe it was slavery and he was trying to, pigeonhole someone who actually knew what they were talking about and it, he just looked like a deer in the headlights it was that's the only yeah. good that's the only time that it's worth watching his show um but yeah we'll see how that all plays out i think it's going to be harder than you think it will happen but it's going to take oh it's going to be hard after a year yeah i don't want anybody to think i'm saying it's going to be easy for them they've got a long trek ahead and of they them. got a clean house anderson cooper highly overrated he needs to be watching him is like watching paint right boring shitty and crappy and that's why his ratings suck but that's just the beginning um well if you look at uh, political figures we have our uh, esteemed vice president and it looks like the liberal media is also in panic not because they're going trying to be fair arbitrators of the news you have the washington post doing hatchet pieces on her uh, it's increasingly becoming evident that they want her displaced because if Joe, which I don't think he's going to make it, I'm not talking physically, but just be on board for a second term, they need a replacement ASAP, don't they? And do you believe or do you agree with me that the liberal media knows that and they're increasingly sharpening the knives? Well, it's not just the liberal media. I mean, the elected officials know this. Um Pocahontas, you know, that was, Elizabeth, was that Elizabeth, classic? Elizabeth Warren failed to say, oh, yes, I, I would support her if she runs with Biden. It's like, she was like, well, I'll defer. You know, they don't want her because and it goes back to what we were just talking about, about his capability. I honestly believe the Democrats are terrified that if Biden manages to win a second term, he is physically not capable of filling the four years. And if he passes away, if he becomes completely mentally incompetent, nobody wants Harris in the Oval Office. I think it's more diabolical than that. I think they've already assumed that Biden's not ready for prime time, and they're looking at 2024 and saying, holy shit, you know, Miss the cackle lady up there in the debate. She had her head handed to her with Pence debating. So not a big likability factor. Uh, they need to get rid of her ASAP because well, I think they are, they know that, come on, Biden, Biden in a debate? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Well, let me remember. Before she was named as the vice presidential candidate, she failed in her presidential bid to even get to the first primary. Get, to get beyond one percent. Yeah, and so she had the great moral knows character. She can't. Ta- she can't handle the job. No, there's no question. And she had the uh, great 
uh, moral character to blame, to go to play the race card. And even so, she's so, let's just say, not ready for prime time that the interviewer said, wait a second, but you had Barack Obama. Uh, sorry, check, please. Anyway, that's another issue. I, it'll be interesting to see where that's going. Um, I don't see her getting a more, you know, more serious assignment. She just did a um, uh, acknowledge, uh, you know, a, a space crew, and it was some even, you know, let's just say more mainstream media was saying that, oh my God, it was something a speech you would give to sixth graders about space travel, and maybe that's her bandwidth. Is that, is that, that possible? That's the level of her intelligence as a sixth grader. Every speech she gives has the feel that she was assigned to do a 500-word speech, and she's only got about 240 words, so she keeps with very and the word salads and just desperately trying to extend it. 100% correct. It's hysterical. I don't think she's ever been under the hot lights. She's always been, you know, she's always checked the boxes. She's an attractive woman that could just giggle her way out of things and just proves that the Democrats just obsession with checking boxes has blown up. Well, I think it's even more than that. This is the first time she's ever had to deal with an electorate outside of California. And sure let's face well. let's face it, California, if you have a D next to your name, nothing else really matters. No, absolutely true. And they're and and they're and and, and they're the, the way they judge things or evaluate things is more is it fits her perfectly more based on race. Um, you know, uh, flair versus substance. It was perfectly designed for her, and that's why she rose. Also, having affairs helps as well. Rose right. through the ranks. Um, so now we have. So we have that. Uh, we also have in the political uh, realm of things. We have uh, things are heating up on the Republican side, aren't they? Tim Scott. Yeah, Tim. Tim Scott is doing a listening tour. Uh, hopefully he'll listen to people who are telling him don't run. Oh, please don't we, run. Um, no, he, no, we don't need that. We're good. Nikki, Nikki Haley has officially announced that on February 15th, she will have a launch event. And she I would love is, for her to run. Would you? She, yes, she is running for president. And I'll be honest, I don't know if I would go for her over DeSantis. But I would love to see both of them on this on the same ticket. Oh God! You're Imagine not... her debating. Would we get popcorn? Oh my God! Her oh her debating our esteemed it's... vice president. Either way, it would be. I don't. I think I'd have to wear diapers. I'd be laughing so hard. I'd I pee my pants. I mean, Harris would be hysterical debating against her. But quite frankly, so would Biden. Neither. <laughs> neither that would one even be of... better. Neither one of them could stand up to her in a debate. This is the former ambassador to the United Nations. She has ha she had to deal with foreign policies during the Trump administration, and she took them on. Okay, Plus, speaking of that, speaking of Trump, does she have the gravitas to take on Trump? Is it possible that she could overtake him? Oh, I believe she can. She's got she's got a much better record than Trump does. As governor of South Carolina, she did amazing things for that state, progressing them forward. As ambassador to the UN, she had to be on her toes. Donald Trump uh, in a debate would basically have he'd have to resort to name calling like he usually Which would, does. I need to I need to interject but, on that because I think that's an interesting <clears throat> excuse me point, and I'd love your comment on this. Um, I think when you talk about the the insults you know the name calling that was I'll use the term in quotations brilliant 2015, 2016. I think that's got no legs, regardless of who's involved, meaning who Trump faces off. That 
ship has left the harbor. Yeah, Do you agree with that? Little used, Marco and you, whatever it's going to be, it's just people have just enough is enough. Yeah, he used it too often. You know, it's like the boy who cried wolf. You know, nobody buys it anymore. But in this case, it's he's has his hands tied even more because he can't go after her and you know, call her names because all anybody has to do go, really? If that's what you thought, why did you name her as UN ambassador? Why I think did, the, you know, there's a huge void to your point. Yeah, that's a great point, but I believe we've talked about this, but it's worth discussing and at least bringing up again. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whatever the polls say, there's some polls that still say, you know, he leads the field by 20. I don't buy any of it. What do you think? I think he's a house of cards with with. Uh, he goes up besides Scott, who's a moron. Anyone like like Nikki Haley, he falls like a house of cards or DeSantis. Do you agree with that or not? Uh, yeah. If there's a strong candidate, and we've named two very strong candidates, yes. DeSantis and, and Haley, if either one of them goes up against him, he is going to lose. Quite frankly, I think they're you know. Mike Pence right now is ruminating about a run. I don't know if he can win at this point. I think he's going to be too damaged because of his association with Trump. Yeah, but it's hard to call you. Yeah, when, I agree. When Trump has to face any one of these people in a debate, he is going to come up dreadfully short. And yeah, there's polls that say he's still 20 points ahead, but he's 20 points ahead of generic Republican. When you start putting people in that spot and those people get out there and people start listening to what they have to say, Trump is going to fall by the wayside. And you'll notice he has had several campaign events in the last few weeks, and they're not the big rallies anymore. They're much smaller interesting and i'm sorry to say i hope his ship has sailed as we say uh, speaking of weakness this is very disturbing to me and should be disturbing to you and our listeners we have iran flexing their muscles in our own hemisphere i mean is that sad or what even disgusting yeah. or or proposing putting up bases in the P panama canal i mean we do. We always. There's an old adage: the vacuum of weakness invites bad players like Iran. But we're not talking. China. We're talking Iran has thinks that we don't have the balls to do anything in our own hemisphere. That's sad and chilling. It it is sad, but you know we've reported over and over on this podcast the weakness of our own navy because of the woke agenda pushed by the liberals. We don't have the strength, and thanks to the absolute shit show that was the withdrawal from Afghanistan, sure. the world doesn't believe we have the wherewithal to do anything anymore. We are in a position of weakness, and China is taking advantage of this, and Russia is taking advantage of this. If we hadn't projected such weakness, would do you really think they'd have gone into Ukraine? Uh, yeah, but Iran also, is, 
Yo, yes, North Co- North Korea is taking advantage of this. They've been firing off missiles at Japan and South Korea. Yeah, you also have Stan, you know, Stan and Laurel in terms of our leaders. I mean, they look at Biden. They look at these events. They look, are we going to dance? They know. Yeah, come on. I mean, it's the perfect time. What are you, you going to wait for? You know? The, they are, they are <laughs> taking advantage. They are taking advantage of the fact that our commander-in-chief is an abject moron Moron. who does not know what he's doing. And his vice president's no bargaining basis. No, there's nobody. I mean, at this point, they both have to be removed somehow to put Kevin McCarthy. And quite frankly, I mean, McCarthy, I think, will do a very good job as Speaker of the House. But he's not ready for prime time either in the White House. No, but compared to the two, he looks like Notre Dame. Anyway, um, speaking of uh, of incompetency, illegal immigration, uh, illegal aliens, whatever, undocumented uh, individuals are now going to now reaching one percent of our population um, by chance or by design, Dr. Lopkin. I think a little from column A, a little from uh, column B. I agree B. 100% with that. Yep. They they wanted an open border policy. What they got, they weren't expecting. Now, of course, again, you know, Joe Biden doesn't expect the sun to rise every morning. Mm-hmm. But he was I think he was completely taken by surprise. Uh it just came out earlier today that Texas law enforcement pulled in an Iranian on the terrorist watch list who had come over the border illegally and had been a gotaway. Now, this is not the federal government that caught him. This is the state of Texas. And this is what's going on. We have terrorists, drug cartels, criminals coming over the border and I'm not talking about the folks that sneak across and then turn themselves over so they can be processed. These are the gotaways. These are people who flee being processed. They don't want to be citizens. They don't want to live here legally. They just want to take us down. Yeah, and isn't that treason on its face value? It should be. Uh, honestly, I mean, uh, from a legal standpoint, I don't know if it meets of the course, definition, no, no, I'm but saying it, really, it really should. To defend and, the Constitution. That's one and, of the oaths. And now you're having more trouble with the folks that did want to be caught because we don't have places to put them all. And they are now protesting and rioting because we're not giving them enough. Single men migrants were told to clear out of a luxury hotel in New York because they needed the hotel space for families. They were being moved to a shelter in Brooklyn where they were still going to be fed, still have a warm bed to sleep in, and they were outraged because how dare they have to deal with a cot and and the food that's not up to their standards. Are you kidding me? You are coming here and expecting us to pay your way, and you're bitching about what we're giving you? Well, doesn't that bring up a bigger issue? Are they really this downtrodden mass of? I mean, you would think if you you know you're you're re- true refugees that are basically on the verge of starving. You're not worried about what? I don't like the filet mignon. I'd rather have the crepe Suzette. Right, and a lot doesn't really people, fit to me. No, and a lot of these people are paying thirty thousand dollars to smugglers to get them here. Really, if you can put together thirty thousand dollars, you can fill out the forms to do this legally and then buy a plane ticket. A hundred percent agreed. Um, again, you know, we talk about elections have consequences. You know, Trump was no bargain. But having, you know, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, this is what we get. Um, speaking of what we get, when we have the, uh, thank God, the uh, no thanks to uh, Trump, the uh, 
the Republicans were able to squeak out a victory for control of the House. Uh, and with that, looks like uh, Omar uh, Stillwell are going to be caught or kicked out of committee. Uh, st- yeah, Stillwell, Omar, and Schiff are being Schiff, removed yes. being removed from their committees. And of course, Schiff is trying to fail upward, and he's already announced he's going to run for the Senate seat currently held by Diane Feinstein. Does that shithead have a chance? I I don't know. I mean, it's it's California, so he might, but there are other candidates running for that seat, so it's not going to be a cakewalk for him. But But isn't he a person that puts his own self-interest ahead? uh, He put his own self-interest ahead of America's interest. He put his own – he put – his own political self-interest, I guess. He appearing on all the shows with Omar, the hyper anti-Semite. I mean, have some self-respect. And, and, and you know, I love Omar's comment uh, a few days know. ago. She didn't know she was an anti-Semite. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, please. Please. And it's like, who uh, are you kidding? And Schiff, you know, Schiff was recently on an Intel panel and he was booed off the stage. So I don't know that he's going to do all that well in his Senate race. Uh, Omar needs to be removed. You cannot have an anti-Israel, anti-Semite on the International Affairs Committee. And then, of course, you've got the genius who's been corrupted by his Chinese spy girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And and how was he ever allowed to continue? You know, you have Nancy Pelosi, another senile idiot, um, basically allowing this idiot to be on the Intel Committee. It's it's just unbelievable. Um, We also have, speaking of idiots, someone I truly despise, the self-hating Jew from Vermont, is giving a symposium, a virtual symposium, I believe, on uh, the the, – the downfall, the evilness of capitalism, and you can attend this by with Ticketmaster, Dr. Lopkin, and only pay a hundred dollars. Do as I say, yeah, I not ab- as I do. I absolutely love that he was going off during the hearings when when Live Nation representatives and Ticketmaster representatives were uh, in front of Congress. And now he's going, oh, yeah, he'll sell his tickets through Ticketmaster. He is a massive hypocrite. Uh, I mean, and let, let's face it. You know, I think we really need to stop labeling politicians as hypocrites and liars. We just need to assume they're assume. hypocrites and liars. I yeah. mean, and this goes for both sides. I mean, you got you know, George Santos, who lied about his qualifications to get elected, the Democrats are up in arms about that, but they don't really care that Richard Blumenthal was lying about his military service, that Biden lies so often the Washington Post gave him five perpetual Pinocchios. This is who goes into politics. It's hypocrites and liars. And that's on both sides of the and aisle. And people who, who in the private sector, I wouldn't let change my oil. Yeah, no, these people cannot survive in the private sector there because is. in the private sector, you are held accountable. A hundred percent. We also, last week, I thought we had a great podcast, thanks to you and your great guest. But she mentioned something that I thought we should mention many great things and very salient points. But she also talked about qualified people leaving police forces around the country i happen to see a uh, editorial piece uh, you know basically talking about at least in their own minds with you know, some of the reasons for the tragedy in memphis and one of the things right off after our show talking about the exodus of good people the uh, the also the uh, lowering of standards and you have idiots and morons like we had in Memphis. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Yes, and what happened in Memphis, unfortunately, is a direct result of defund the police and police reform because they have made it so miserable for experienced officers to stick around that we are left with people who are not qualified. And, you know, the police reform bill, just Biden keeps talking about we need to push this through. And the one thing he keeps talking about is that we need to make the chokehold illegal. Okay, now, I was an auxiliary police officer in the mid to late 1990s. The chokehold had been banned from police departments when I was there. So we're talking almost 30 years the chokehold has been banned, and he's yelling we need to pass a law to ban Well, no, I, I think he's not trying to fib anyone. I think that's the last time he was coherent. It's very possible. But the problem is you cannot do police reform if you are defunding the police. You need to increase training. You need to increase their abilities. You need to increase supervision and have experienced police officers running the show. And you can't do any of this if you're cutting their salaries, cutting their budgets, and demonizing them day in and day out to the point that you know, a police officer's life is always in danger when he goes out on patrol. But over the last few years, that's skyrocketed. They've got targets on their backs now. And so what's left are these idiots in Memphis who were rightly arrested and charged with second-degree murder, but we need qualified police officers. And I think it also goes back to our previous conversations and in particular our podcast of last week. And you just ask, you know, you don't have to be a Mensa candidate. You just have to ask the or think about the scenario. You're a qualified person. You have options. You're a young person. Why would you go into law enforcement? Now, 30 years ago, I'd say fantastic profession. You're just subjecting yourself to to basically to failure. I mean, you have everyone gunning for you literally and figuratively. It's a thankless profession. You know, you don't have people supporting cops you have on the especially on the left people looking at defunding you why would you join want to join with options in your in your future police departments or law enforcement yeah i mean the police departments now are not the police departments that used to be in the 60s 70s and even early 80s most of the people that went into policing had a military background So they were coming out of the army, out of the Marines, and joining the police force. So they already had experience. Then the police raised the qualifications. You had to have a college degree. And we got a good group of people. However, that also worked against them because the colleges were being overwhelmed by the liberal left. Well, when you're brainwashed by the liberal left, the last thing you want to do is become a police officer. Then you had the equity and diversity. Well, it's not, the standards aren't fair to everybody. You need to lower the standards. Well, guess what? You lowered the standards. You lowered the standards so more people could be uh, enter the police academy. And now this is where we are. And a very sad state of events, you know, we talked and they don't compare, you know, CNN taking years possibly to rebuild. This could be a decade long problem in America. It's not just going to correct itself overnight. No, with huge economic and social ramifications. Even a bigger problem, though, is the fact that the police cannot just say, 
okay, we're going to reorganize, we're going to fix the problem. Because they are being denigrated and held back by politicians that don't want them to fix the problem. They want to use the police as a scapegoat. And in fact, study, yeah, study after study has come out. People that live in high crime areas, in high poverty areas, in high minority population areas, all want more police, not less. And yet you've got these idiots saying, well, you know, we want to get rid of the prisons and we have to just start over and get rid of all of this. Like, no, yeah, Because they're not directly involved. It's like the idiots, you know, they're at the uh, the vineyard or at Napa Valley. They never have to deal, and they never had to deal with right. any of the repercussions of their stupid bullshit theories that they that they got in some bullshit school. You know, it's the, you've got the squad still yelling to defund the police while they're paying $100,000 a year for private security. Well, guess what? The average person can't afford to spend $100,000 a year on private security. That's why they pay taxes for the police. There you go. Well, speaking of security, we have uh, – I'd like your assessment on this. The Biden situation, the FBI's now head is uh, going through his beach house. Uh, God knows how he paid for it, and that's another issue. But uh, I believe this thing is really it's got some real legs. Again, and, and, and under the and also with the with the whole scenario over in the environment of him being a buffoon. I think it's further. Forget that. It, it, it does many things, but one of them is just reiterates this guy's a moron. Yeah, the the FBI searched uh, Biden's beach house today. They announced that they found nothing. However, does this really surprise anybody? It's not like they went into Mar-a-Lago and didn't tell Trump they were coming, didn't, you know, wouldn't let the lawyers in. This was planned. Biden knew they were coming. Everybody knew they were going, you know, all of Biden's people knew they were going. Do you really think if there had been anything there, Biden's people wouldn't have scrubbed the place before the FBI got there? You would think so, but with this administration, you never know. But yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you would think so. Um, Speaking of, you know, the whole aspect of information and the populace in America getting correct or unbiased information. We have direct TV about six months ago, possibly a year ago, they got rid of uh, one America news, a conservative news organization. And this recently over the last week, they dispensed of Newsmax. Um, Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't know the details behind Newsmax. I know OAN wasn't getting enough subscribers to justify. But wait a second. Uh, To that point, there's liberal um, entities, news organizations. I don't know about One American News. I can, but less have less viewers and um, in more of a surcharge, and are still on the docket. But here's, here's the problem. Those liberal outlets are not being sold to DirecTV, to the cable companies alone. They're part of a package. So okay, if, say, if, say, DirecTV wanted to get rid of CNN, it would also mean getting rid of TNT, TBS. Good point. The, Very good point. So the the conservative news networks don't have these big media organizations behind them. And that's one of the reasons that you're only getting biased news, because you're getting whatever those particular corporations want to push. Very good point, Dr. Lopkin. And you can we can close on another good point that you brought up before as we were prepping for this podcast. The DNC, you need to talk about that and their push for their 
Yeah, the, the venue. You can't make the, it up. The Democratic National Convention uh, is looking f- at locations, and right now, the front runner. There's a whole bunch of people pushing for this. Looks like they want to bring the Democratic National Committee to the city of Atlanta. It wasn't good enough for Major League Baseball, but it's good enough for the After after years of saying it was Jim Crow 2.0 and voter suppression. Well, guess what? A recent survey came out of Georgia asking voters about their voting experience. And literally 0% of African Americans reported having a bad experience at the voting booth. In fact, they're looking at an uptick in voter participation, not a downtick. Yes, the voter participation is up, voter experience is up, and this just blows Biden and Stacey Abrams out of the water. And what's really funny is that with all of these laws, the Democrats actually picked up seats in Georgia. Now, granted, some of that was because the Republicans ran horrible candidates. But with all of this voter suppression, the Democrats suddenly picked up votes. It's like, really? So you think that the Republicans are suppressing the vote, but you're picking up seats. It just blew them out of the water. And now they're like, okay, the only crow in this is the crow the Democrats have to eat. I like that. Well, Dr. Lopkin, a great, another great show. It was hard to beat last week, but um, we'll be back next week, and we can be heard virtually everywhere that, uh, that, uh, that respects free speech, correct? We can, we can. You can catch every episode of Carnivore Bites at xvadio.com slash podcasts, the Carnivore Radio website. The Apple Podcasts app, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, and other platforms that respect freedom of speech. And we've also outlived CNN streaming, didn't we? Oh, yes. We, we outlived it, and we have, I think we have more listeners than they had viewers. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you, Dr. Lopkin. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then.